Hey, Kirk. Good evening. All right, man. Hey, you ready to talk fancy football? Yeah, I, I like fancy football. All right, perfect. Hey, we've got a whole new set of uh, episodes here. This is our, our very, we're very excited to announce this is our first divisional preview episode. So what we're going to do is go through the eight NFL divisions. Right. Talk about uh, our predictions for how we think each team will finish within the divisions, and then talk about each fantasy relevant player uh, with uh, within each team in the division. However, we're not going to go over you know the top ranked players that we talked about in the ranking episodes. We're just going to kind of talk about you know the the middle round players or kind of some of those fringe players who have the potential to be extremely fantasy relevant. So that's kind of what we're we're going to discuss. You know, being that I'm a Pittsburgh fan and Kirk, you're a Cleveland fan, we're going to start with the AFC North. So uh, I know you've done a lot of homework for these shows. So are you ready to get this thing going? Yes, everything I will say will turn out exactly how I say it. <laughs> the analytics will prove to, yeah. to yeah, yeah. The they'll, they'll system. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Hey, um, so before we go, into that though i know uh we, we do have some some sponsors to talk about uh, we're very excited to bring to you um and then after the sponsors we'll, we'll talk about some some extremely important breaking news fantasy news so the first sponsor i want to talk about is uh it's a it's a company right out of erie pennsylvania so i know a lot of our listeners will appreciate this and then this is erie's own newcomer insurance company owner mike promises if you're in a bind he's got your back after all, a man is only as good as his word. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, that that falls right behind the uh, newcomer magic act that after uh, something happens, he'll disappear into yeah. the night <laughs> without a trace. It's um, very good. I have that's I have under really... that's under the same LLC. Right. Right. um i have i have a uh i have a company in brunswick georgia i know it's kind of remote we've probably never been there before but this is howard family dental just call 912-264-8408 they offer fresh baked cookies exam room tvs coffee and water in the waiting room um at howard family dental we do our we do our business in your mouth so i just want to thank them for that well brunswick georgia huh if any of our two listeners ever go there well yeah and and you have to stop in stop into howard family dental because they're we do business in in your mouth that's yeah catchy there you go good all right kirk uh you're the one who broke this story to me so do you want to take the lead and break Yes, the extremely relevant fantasy news to the world. Well, this is this is especially important for one particular team uh, because this may be their entire team possibly uh, going into next year. Um, uh, Brandon Marshall, uh, who's sixty-five years old, has just signed with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, he's forty-one catches from a thousand yards, so you know he'll at least get that a thousand receptions thousand receptions that's what i said um and so you at least know he's got his eye on 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 the team there by going after an individual goal um but this will be a good this will be a good fit for him um 
he he may be fantasy relevant, so this should change our NFC West predictions because I know I already had mine done. Uh, but going forward, this this will be for quick hits. This will be their entire team uh, that they're able to keep going forward. He'll be eleven dollars for yeah. them. So, yeah. So that's the thing. When one door closes, another opens. Quick hits, who we projected to only keep three players, right? Uh, loses his cheapest and mo- yeah, uh, his most uh, I guess efficient player there, Hunter Henry, who just tore his ACL. He lost him for the season, but guess what? One of his seven players who we thought would be out of the NFL and retired this year, right? Actually, signs with an NFL team and Brandon Marshall. A lot of optimism there. A lot of optimism. Oh. Oh, that's fantastic. He can now couple Brandon Marshall with Stefan Diggs if he wants to keep them both. Yes. Having yeah. said that, at $11, there's no way I would keep Brandon Marshall. <laughs> He'd make it 11 catches this year. <laughs> yeah. Or just get hurt yeah. and do everybody a favor like he did last year and just be out of the league. Yeah. Well, he'll be, so, on, he'll be on the NFL Network. Uh, look. Speaking yeah. of expertise. Yeah. If – if somebody, if Quick Hits was willing to pay six dollars for Brandon Marshall last year, nobody's going to be willing to pay six dollars for him this year. I, he'll I, be a buck. Yeah. He he will be a buck, and could, I, I would I would take a flyer on him for a buck. Yeah, you know, you may even may even just wait until after the draft is over and then pick him up yeah. because he'll probably still be around. But having said, yeah, I mean, I still have I have Russell Wilson as my number one ranked fancy quarterback obviously he lost his number one tight end and his number two receiver so marshall may have some fancy value i just i'm not willing to pay for it but right oh well yeah all right so are you ready to get into the afc north yes this is always a dog fight every year no every every year in year out Mm -hmm. all right so what we'll do uh i guess um Seeing how I'll, I'll lead this thing, I'll just talk about uh, team by team. I will tell you the team, Kirk, and I'll tell you the record that I have for them. Right. And then, and then we'll talk about some some of those mid level right. and fringe players. That, like I said, at the end of all these episodes, though, we'll talk about our, our our playoff predictions and ultimately our Super Bowl predictions. But and I'm going to go ranked here in in order of how I think they'll finish within the division. And, okay. Uh, not trying to be a homer here, but I do think the Steelers will win this division this year. I have uh, last year they were thirteen and three. They did win the division. I have them going twelve and four this year. Uh, you know, two out of the three games they lost last year, they lost with quarterbacks throwing under a hundred yards against them. Uh, all of their offensive starters are back. If you don't count Martavis Bryant as a starter, right? Uh, they're just. Uh, I think they're locked and loaded to be one of the best fantasy offenses out there. Uh, their defense still has a lot of holes and, and, and some, some question marks, especially with depth. Um, but uh, I, I expect the Steelers to have, uh, to be very competitive this year and have another good season. Yeah. I, I, I have, I have them at 11 and five. So not much, not much different um, uh, than what you have them. Uh, it's they're They're so top heavy on stats. When you look at them going into this year, you know, we're, we're really only going to talk about probably one or two other guys other than the ones we've already mentioned and, and, and you know, glorified in fantasy football. But yeah. th- their test would be if all these players are healthy, 
I think 11 and five or 12 and four is kind of disappointing personally, but if they're all healthy, uh, that's great. It, it would be, it'd be fantasy relevant to talk about other players. If the big players go down, that'd be the only time you'd be able to say, well, who would they turn to? And that's where yeah. I'm kind of out of the realm of, of who they would look at because I don't know some of these, uh, you know, third and fourth wide receivers on the roster. I don't even know yeah. if you do. Of course I do. Well, of course you do. <laughs> of course. So um, the first guy I want to talk about, though, and then uh, it, I don't want to talk about him too much because we have talked about him on a lot of episodes, and that's Juju Smith-Schuster. Right. Uh, last year he was the 18th receiver in points per game. A lot of people are hyping him up a lot this year to be even maybe almost a, a low – wide receiver number one or a very high end wide receiver number two, maybe 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year he had 58 catches, 917 yards and seven touchdowns. He had less targets than Martavis Bryant, but was obviously more efficient. Um, I, I'll tell you, I think 18th in points per game. I, I think that's kind of his top end. I, I wouldn't expect him to do much better than that. I think those numbers are a little bit deceiving because in the three games where after uh, Antonio Brown got hurt at the end of last year, he finished – these were his, his per-game finishes. Mm-hmm. He was 17, number five, and then number two overall in the weeks where there was no Antonio uh, Brown. So you can't count on that. Um, you know, five out of his 14 games that he did play were bust games. So um, he is kind of a little bit volatile. I, I love him a lot. I think you can get him in the draft as a number three receiver, especially in a 10-team in a draft. I would definitely do that. Um, but do not count on him as a number one. You know, if you go running back, running back, running back, don't count on Juju as your number one. Uh, he's a low in number two, maybe a number three receiver. What do you think? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't – I wouldn't – I would agree with everything you said there because he's how, – how, he, how he's going to fit in the offense – uh, this year being the being this you know the second receiver and I'm, them actually counting on him, you would think he's going to do well. But yeah, I wouldn't. I'd look somewhere else for the first wide receiver, um, besides him. And you, yeah, get him as a third. I think you you said exactly what I was thinking. Yep. Uh, another player here I think is really interesting is Vance McDonald, mm-hmm. uh, tight end uh, that they they traded for last year. They're they're paying him big money. Um, they traded uh, – he came from San Francisco. Um, yeah, partway through the year. Yeah. So he had uh, – in the playoff game, he had 16 targets for and 10 catches, which was huge because he only had, I think, 14 during the season. So that was kind of a big contrast there. So what do you think about him? I, I, I like him. I like this. I think uh, going into this year, he's, he's going to take over the pass-catching role. Uh, Jesse James just he just doesn't seem to separate himself as a pass catching tight end. He's more of an all arounder. So I, I I think Vance McDonald's a more athletically gifted one. And I I think if you're going to look at a tight end, especially with our method of last and almost not at all, if you can get him as a tight end, that'd be great. It's too bad. It's too bad his uh, his chantable name is not very good. Um, when he catches a ball, you know, you can't yell Heath. No, you can't yell Heath. Vance. It just sounds. <laughs> it just doesn't sound good. 
<laughs> WAN. <Yeah. laughs> so, it's like uh, Bob Vance refrigeration. Yeah. Bob Vance Vance refrigeration. Yeah. No, it's just. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, he is athletic. He's kind of like, uh, kind of like a Luke Wilson, like a you know, really athletic guy, but just can't see, seem to stay healthy and. Uh, always seems to underperform. Like I said, only 14 catches in the regular season last year. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, really, the only other guy I want to talk about for the Steelers before we move on is James Washington. He was a second-round pick for them this year. Mm-hmm. He was picked right after the, they announced that they traded Martavis. Martavis last year had 50 catches for 600 yards and three touchdowns. I don't know that James Washington gets all of that those looks maybe hopefully Vance McDonald gets some and maybe Juju gets some but uh you know second round draft capital on a receiver that's still pretty high especially for the Steelers yeah it, I, I yeah this is a this is a completely unknown um of what what he's going to do and it's just maybe maybe some of these guys are just keep your keep your tabs on them see what they do someone goes down you might want to swipe them up um but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't see him being too fantasy relevant um, unless yeah. something special happens. I'll say like for, for for our keeper league, I would not. I would rather pick a guy like Austin Pettis for the Niners, yeah, or or uh, Anthony Miller for the Bears, to where there's no true number two receiver, right. and they have a chance to take that number two spot or even the number one spot where James Washington comes into, he's not going to overtake Juju and he's not going to overtake uh, Antonio Brown. So he is definitely the number three receiver there for, for years to come. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just something to talk about, but he, I think he will provide a spark. If, if either of those two number one or two guys gets hurt, he may be relevant there. All right, hey, moving on to the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens finished 9-7 and seven last year and just missed the playoffs in the last week of the season, which is always great to watch. Uh, their, their offense was awful. Flacco was awful. Really, the only uh, bright spot for that offensive team and the only fantasy-relevant player all of last year the first guy I want to talk about, and that's running back Alex Collins. Mm-hmm. He, was not, he was not even – uh, mentioned early in the year, you know, he, uh, I think he was on Seattle, Seattle cut him. He signs with Baltimore after they have injuries and suspensions. He starts, you know, coming on the scene early in the year, really only getting like five to eight or nine or 10 carries early in the year. And he's, he's averaging six and seven yards a carry during those games. And then finally they figure out to, to give him the ball. Uh, as their number one running back, six out of the last nine games, he finishes as a running back number one uh, mm-hmm. during those weeks. Um, you know, he was kind of around right around 20 or 19, 20 uh, as points per game last year. Um, I would I think if if I had if I had a snake draft where I went running back number one and then receiver receiver. So heavy on the receivers, I, I think I'd be OK with him as my running back number two. Um, but that's, you know, fourth, fifth round. I, I, I'd feel much better as a, as my running back number three. Um, but he's much better in standard leagues. He's not a, he's not a pass catcher, but um, still uh, uh, interested to see what he can do this year. Yeah. He was, uh, he was just shy of a thousand yards and I, like, I don't remember him. I mean, I know he wasn't, 
playing the full season. Like you said, it's it's like they were counting on him until once he started to get going, it was like, okay, he's the clear cut guy, but still they were still trading back and forth with other running backs in their in their stable and it's surprising to see his end, end of the year stats being just under a thousand yards. So yeah, I, I'd, I'd be totally stoked with him as my number two running back, especially if you get him uh, with your fourth pick. Yeah, he was, uh, he was a guy that, that we finally picked up late yeah. and finally felt comfortable with, with him starting at running back for us after we, you know, we were constantly searching for a guy to fill in for David Johnson and, he almost did the job for us. Almost brought us to the playoffs, but yeah. Oh, well. you have and you have Baltimore finishing nine and seven again this year. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't say that. I have them at eight and eight. Eight and eight. Okay, I I have them at nine and seven. I think they'll uh, be above five hundred. But yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. Um, the only other player I want to talk about on this team is Michael Crabtree. Uh, you know, it's his first year with the team. Uh, the last uh, last year, he was 24th points per game. The year before, 13th uh, when he played for the Raiders. So last year, the number one receiver for the for the Ravens was Mike Wallace. He was number 45 in points per game. Uh, Joe Flacco has never produced a number one receiver. He's barely ever produced uh, number two receivers. Uh, only a few of them. Uh, I don't I don't expect that to change. Michael Crabtree is a guy that I, I'm not going to put on a do not draft list, but. He will not be drafted as more than a wide receiver number four on any of the teams I own. Uh, I, I would just rather go after other options who I think maybe have a higher upside. Well, it's it's funny. I, I highlighted three wide receivers because they weren't on this team before, and I'm 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 interested to see how they're going to play out. Uh, uh, John Brown and uh, Willie Sneed, along with Crabtree. I mean, these are all incoming people Flacco sucks but Crabtree's a, a pass catching t- a pass catching wide receiver um, I, I would hope with their lack of a solid tight end which has always favored Flacco well um, that Crabtree would fill in that role of being an intermediate pass catching guy maybe having um, uh John Brown be the the deep threat to try to take some of the coverage away from him, but um, I still think Willie Sneed. I mean, he sh- he sh- he should be somewhat fantasy relevant, but it, Flacco sucks, so he could also be insignificant. <laughs> so it's kind of it's yeah. just. But I'm I'm interested to see how those three guys because they spent a lot of time and a lot of money on bringing in these new wide receivers. And they still have their draft pick. Uh, what is it, Brashawn Breeland or whatever his name is? I have no idea. Uh, nope, that's not it. That's Brashawn Perryman. Perryman, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think they may have released him actually. Um, but he was, but he, he never played. He played what a couple games last year at the end, and yeah, he much. was always banged up. And yeah, and so these, even when he played, he was not good. So they don't have uh, anybody that's been that's been there more than a hot minute, and I'm I'm interested to see if he'll these these guys will get along with Flacco and and he'll actually throw to them, because um, those are those are three fairly good wide receivers and other teams coming here to a crappy quarterback. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, I think uh, John Brown. I just I don't think you can count on him. You know, just with with the injury history, Willie Sneed. Uh, it was really weird last year. You know, he had this four-game suspension, but then he came back and just did not produce at all for right. the Saints. His highest finish per week was 63. 
Yeah, and um, he, he was still riding off his previous year with Breeze having some success throughout the year. Yeah. So it'll be interested to see. But yeah, I, I, I agree that there's some other players there. I, I don't know that Sneed or John Brown get drafted in any fantasy oh, drafts. Oh, no, no, not at all. But okay. I hope I, I hope other players draft I hope other people draft them. Yep. Hey, uh next team I have is Cincinnati and I have them uh last well last year they were seven and nine. Uh Andy Dalton was just bad. Joe Mixon was bad. The defense uh, did not measure up to to how they played the in years prior. I have them going six and ten this year. Uh really I kinda expect just them to, to be about the same team as they were last year. I, I do expect though Joe Mixon to get better. He was ranked thirty one in points per game last year. Uh six hundred and plus yards rushing, almost three hundred yards receiving. That that's still a pretty good rookie year and I, I would expect the, him to expand on that, especially with Jeremy Hill being gone. Uh, I think this is a year that you draft Joe Mixon if you're going to take a chance on him. If he doesn't work out this year, they may look in a, a different direction. But I think, you know, for our keeper league, Tom, it would, he would be $25 to keep for Tom. I think that's right around the right price for him. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, but Joe Mixon, what do, you, what do you expect out of him this year? Well, I, I actually have Cincinnati going 8-8. Eight and, eight and eight. I think their defense is good enough. And you got to remember, they're in the division with the Cleveland Browns. And I don't think um, – I mean, that's two wins right there that uh, I think they should be able to obtain. Um, yeah. So that's that's kind of a beneficial thing. Um, the With Joe, yeah, I'm not as high on him as you are. Okay. Um, I guess it's mostly for, for just lack of confidence. I don't think this offense is going to be very good. Um, and I think they're primarily going to be, you know, carried by their defense. And then, you know, I hate to say the red rifle is going to, going to manage the game, but I think it's just going to be very mediocre. I, I don't know why I have them at eight and eight. I think when I looked at their schedule, I just, I just counted a lot more positive wins because of their defense rather than um, than their offense being so good. Uh, I don't know. I just don't. I don't like the. I don't like looking at. They're they're just such a, a weird team for me to look at because I don't know what they're gonna do. Okay. Well, uh, you know, speaking of not knowing what they're gonna do, uh, the only other position I want to talk about for them is their number two receiver. Um, yeah. Yeah. John it's been well. It's been Brandon LaFell the last two years. John Ross was a, a rookie that they they picked in the top ten last year. They also have Tyler Boyd, who's yeah. flashing sometimes. Uh, you interested in any of those guys? No, no, I, I don't. I don't have any desire to draft any of those players other than having AJ Green on my team. That's yeah. That's it. I mean, again, Mixon is is the best of the bunch, uh, besides Green, but. Are they gonna Are they gonna give him the ball and let him work? I don't know. Well, you know, I, I think uh, John Ross. If I had to spend a, a buck to take a flyer, you want to think that with that draft capital, maybe he he's got the the highest upside there, highest potential. Maybe you know, just with hit. Remember, he's a speed guy, so yeah, maybe he can he can break a few. Uh, during the season this year, so I, I may take him for a buck or two just to, yeah. just to see what you got. But uh, okay, hey, no moving on, moving on to the main event of this show, and this is where you're going to do most of the talking because we're yeah. going to be talking about the Cleveland Browns. 
uh, who finished with the the second ever Owen sixteen season last year. Per- they had a perfect season. They were perfect. They were four and zero in the preseason and zero and sixteen in the regular season. You cannot <laughs> script a better script. <laughs> uh, the funny thing is that they were favored in a few games last year, which is was not the norm for them. No, um, they still managed to blow it. Uh, but they 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 got a facelift though. They got all new skill players. I mean, basically, right? Uh, well, I mean, if you, I would count Gordon as a new skill player because he he really only played a a, a few games last year. He's he's back. Uh, um, yeah, there. Yeah, new quarterback, new wide receiver. Uh, drafted another wide receiver. Tra- uh, traded for a running back. Drafted a running back. Um, I mean, I'll, this team is as young as it can get, and you know, as a rule that I've always had. I don't draft any of them, but I end up drafting them. I don't because because when it comes down to it, you know, sometimes you're just like, well, there's a starter. It's a brown. Okay, well, well I guess I have to take them out. So my advice is stay away from them. But someone's got to get something. Hey, Jarvis Landry is the best receiver in the league per his own um, uh, prediction. So maybe he's worth. Uh, you know, fifty bucks based on what the other wide receivers are worth, sixty dollars. Um, I don't agree. Um, well, I'll tell you that I I'm I'm buying into the Browns being better this year. In fact, mm-hmm. I have them at five and eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Me too. I think, okay, I have. Uh, you know, I think the last few years, uh, especially last year. They were better than their records suggested. Uh, and I think this year will kind of be the same. But uh, I, I think they're obviously trending upwards. <laughs> they have to. They're not, they're not trending downwards, yeah. No, they, um, can't, go, they can't go negative in, in, in 17 games. Negative one in 17. I don't know how they. It, yeah, if they make the playoffs at 0-16 and then lose in the first round, then yeah, that would be worse. Yeah. Well, let me let me tell you the players that I have listed, and I'll explain real quick, so that way you okay. can then tell me how wrong I am. Um, right. Would I would I draft Tyrod Taylor as a number two, maybe because of how late in the in the the draft I'm looking at a quarterback? Yeah, he's efficient. You know, I would think in most leagues he's between ten and fifteen points a game, which isn't awful, but isn't good. Um, I don't think anything gets to be too big this year to where he's going to have 300 yard games and three or four touchdowns. Um, his advantage will be running the ball here and there. So if you're, if he's your second guy and you didn't spend much on him, that's fine. Um, David and Joku, I expect to be a solid tight end, but again, at what point are you going to look to him over some of these other guys? Uh, Jarvis Landry in a PPR league is going to be great. Uh, ideally, if he's even close to his uh, even ninety percent of what he was doing in Miami, um, that would be that would be a good number two, maybe uh, number three, t- number three wide receiver on your team. Uh, Josh Gordon, I would think, is the player to get on this team. He definitely has the most upside, um, and uh, I think if I think his price will still be low enough, um, or at least his value where his, where you'll be drafting him 
will be low enough to where you could get a steal on him. Um, and then the three running backs, Hyde, Chubb, and Johnson, I honestly think the one with the most fantasy value, if given the opportunity, would be Johnson, but who knows how they're going to use him. So it's a crapshoot between those three. I would just look to see who's going to start in the beginning of the year, and um, I wouldn't invest a whole lot into it and then just keep your eyes on them. These would be guys that you'd pick up uh, after the draft uh, throughout the season. That's as much effort as I'd put into that uh, running back core. Okay. Well, hey, let me just hit on on each of those guys because those are exactly the guys I want to talk about. Um, first of all, just start with Tyrod Taylor. Uh, you know, and he's he's been a starter for three years uh, in Buffalo, and he, here's how he's finished each year. His first year, he was the number eight uh, quarterback points per game. Two years ago, number seven, and last year was number nineteen. He was not real great last year, but you remember Buffalo kind of traded away every weapon they had, both on offense and defense, uh, last year, right. and then they managed to even uh, uh, give away even more weapons this year. So this is the best team he's ever played on, in, in, or best offense I, I believe right. he's ever played on. So I, I absolutely, and again, his value is in four point touchdown passing leagues. Uh, that because those leagues value rushing quarterbacks more than than six point passing touchdown leagues. So I would absolutely pick him up uh, as a second quarterback if if you have deep benches in those leagues. If not, he's a guy you need to look at as a streamer. Because I think he'd be great. Uh, David Njoku, again, I like him a lot. Tyrod Taylor found value in Charles Clay, who mm-hmm. I don't think is the best tight end out there. So no. David Njoku is more talented than Clay. I think he'll be relevant. Uh, the running back situation, uh, I still think Carlos Hyde is, I mean, he, he's, he is a, in my opinion, a top 15 talent in NFL running backs, I would just have uh, – I have a hard time seeing them not giving him the the lead back role this year. But, hey, I, again, I'm not – That's you know. that's my that's my thinking too is they traded for him. I, he's in his prime, so to speak, as far as running. Let him let him see where he can go with that. Um, and, and he offers the most value – uh, both running and pass catching. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that I think Duke Johnson's role is safe with that. But yeah, Colors High proved last year. I mean, he had 59 catches. If you look at last year, the Crowell had only 28 catches last year, with Duke Johnson uh, filling the role that he filled. So I don't know what what Carlos High can do with that. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's just it's. Would you would, if you had to draft one person that that's relevant? I would say it's Carlos Hyde on that running back. That that would be that would be it. Um, yeah, I wouldn't stake it on Nick Chubb, and I wouldn't. Uh, uh, you know, Johnson. I think you can get him at any point in the season um, without a problem. Yeah, uh, Josh Gordon. I, I completely agree with everything you said. Jarvis Landry is the one I I do disagree with you on. Uh, I just don't see this Browns team supporting a PPR receiver. Uh, again, Landry had 161 targets last year. Uh, you said 90 per, if he could do 90% of what he did, I don't see him getting 146 targets. So I, I don't see him getting anywhere near 
the amount of looks that he got uh, with Tyrod Taylor at the helm. And, and I get it. Baker Mayfield will be the start at some point during the season. I just don't see them throwing the ball as much as Miami did. Uh, so I, I, Jarvis Landry is a guy I'm, I'm staying away from. Uh, he'll, he'll go and draft much higher than I think I'm comfortable with. But Yes, yes, absolutely. Something, something interesting to keep an eye on. Yeah. Yeah, again the the play the play is uh in Joku Gordon or I'm sorry, Gordon and Joku and Hyde. That's kind of the order that I would I would be looking at those players. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well good. So again, just to recap, we have Pittsburgh uh as uh, actually we're, we're pretty consistent with how we have this division going. We have Pittsburgh then Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Cleveland uh, yeah. taking up the caboose for, for the division. Um, any, anything else you want to discuss with, with this division? Though? Um, no. All right. Well, I guess, uh, I guess this is the episode probably we rely on your expertise the most. Um, so there you have it. Don't expect anything else out of Kirk. The the rest of the the rest of the uh, episode highly detailed going forward. This is the, you just wait, wait and hey, see. But more than anything else, congratulations to Quick Hits. Yeah, for having a guy who was out of the NFL now just right back in it, right back yeah, in he, the thick of things. Yeah, he playoff bound. He he finally to who he said who he can say. You know what? I'm going to let him go and then try and get him back for less money. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Fine. Because right now he'd say, "Yeah, I have to let him go because he had, he's out of the NFL." I tell you one thing: he can get he can do that for his whole roster. If he wants. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, well, that's it for the fancy boys. We're signing off and fading out.